Uh, so the Molyneux proposition uh, is if an action is moral, the not doing it is immoral. And it seems to be a very important part of the UPB presentation in the book. Uh, you reference it a couple times, usually prefacing it by saying, clearly this is true. And I'm not so sure it is. And it, it's, I can explain it, the proposition being a function of two fallacies. One was identified to me as being called denying the antecedent. That is, if if you assume uh, if A, therefore B, therefore if not A, then not B. So if if doing action A makes you a moral person, then not doing action A makes you not a moral person. And then the second uh, fallacy is assuming that not moral is the same as being immoral. And that's, that's most of it right there. Um, I guess uh, there's another. Well, let's do another... one at a time, if that's okay. Just to... Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So if, if, if X is the good, then the opposite of X has to be evil. Are, are we okay with that? I don't think so. Really? Uh, I'm not okay. sure. Uh, uh, help uh, me I, I, understand that. Uh, well, there's there's neutral categories here too that were no no denying the opposite. There? Right. So if X is the good, then the opposite. Like, okay, can we at least understand that evil is the opposite of good? Y- yes. Yes. Okay. So if X is the good, then the opposite of X must be evil. I mean that that that's uh, that's not even logic 101, right? Okay. Yes. Are we okay with that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so if X is the good, then the opposite of X must be evil, right? Opposite, yes. We're all about that? Okay, so you quote from the book, and so I say, if I say that giving to charity is a moral absolute, in other words, giving to charity is the good. Okay. We then can, the opposite yeah, of giving to charity must be immoral, right? Maybe. <laughs> no, no, we just we just did this one. This is exactly the same <laughs> as the last one, right? So if giving to charity is, is the good, right? So X is the good, then the opposite of giving to charity must be immoral. Because if X is the good, the opposite of X must be evil, right? Okay. Well, no, you say, okay, like I'm convincing <laughs> you of something. I mean, isn't that exactly the same as what we just said? But instead of X, we have giving to charity? Right. If X is the good, the opposite of X must be evil. If giving to charity is the good, then the opposite of giving to charity must be evil. That sounds reasonable. Well, I'm, I'm still not satisfied. Tell me if it's not reasonable. <laughs> I want to sound reasonable because <laughs> that seems to me we've just taken the phrase X and replaced it with moral abs- with giving to charity. And if well, you I, like I do... the X but you don't like the giving to charity example, then, you, then there's something wrong with X, right? Well, I, I guess I'm just reserving some possibility here. I, I guess I'm getting trying to get ahead of you about where you could no, be no, going. No, no, don't. But, Listen, yeah, I'm I not know. trying to win. I, I'm not trying to win anything. I mean, if I've made a mistake, I've made a mistake, right? I'm just. But but if X is the good, the opposite of X must be the evil. Now, if we substitute giving to charity for X, 
then it's exactly the same to say, if, if giving to charity is the good, then the opposite of giving to charity must be evil. Now, we can debate about what the opposite of charity is, but, but that is yes. exactly the same statement. Instead of X, we've put in giving to charity. Okay. Yes. Now, I'm not, I don't argue that giving to charity is a moral absolute. Don't, don't get me wrong, right? Uh, I'm, I I'm, but if we take the X and, and insert the giving to charity thing, that if giving to charity is the good, then the opposite of giving to charity must be immoral. Yes. Okay. Now, that doesn't prove that giving to charity is good. We could insert uh, strangling kittens is the good. <laughs> then yeah, the opposite of strangling kittens must be immoral, right? Th that's correct. It was an assumption. Like, that so I'm not going trying to make yeah. the case for the giving to charity argument. I'm just saying that, that if we insert giving to charity, then the opposite has to be immoral. Now, you may say, if I understand it correctly, your objection may be, well, what is the opposite of giving to charity? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. Right. So what I say is that if giving to charity is a moral absolute, then not giving to charity would be immoral. Just a little nervous here, I guess, talking to you, but uh, I'm more of a visual person, so you might have to give me some time with the... Oh speaking. no, listen, no problem. And I'm now yeah. you could make the argument that says the opposite of giving to charity is stealing from charity. Mm hmm Does but that make sense? It doesn't really matter what the opposite is, but yeah. Well, it has some relevance what, what the opposite is. But um it it does it, if I say that you have to give to charity to be a virtuous person, then it's immoral not to give to charity because you're not achieving virtue. It's not a neutral action. Right, so if I say giving to charity is a moral absolute and you're going sailing, <laughs> right, then going sailing isn't in that category, right? It's not the opposite of giving to charity, yeah. Right. Now, of course, when you're going sailing, you're not giving to charity, I assume, right? Because you're sailing. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, I assume you're not phoning it in while you're sailing or whatever, if you, whatever right? And so, um, uh, and, and this is the problem with, with positive moral absolutes, like, like an action you have to take, mm -hmm. is that then when you're not taking that action, you have to be doing something wrong. Uh, I think that's, that's the leap that I really have a problem with. Now, but you see, the, 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 the word that I used was absolute. If I say that giving to charity is a moral absolute, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, what, is, what does that mean then? I'm not sure how putting moral absolute well, it's in not there like it's nice. changes things. Yeah, I'm not sort of trying to say, well, it's nice to give to charity. Okay. No, I um, agree, it's wanna... nice to give to charity. But if so it's a moral you... absolute, then it's something you must do. To be moral. Okay, is that that's how we're defining moral absolute? Yeah, I mean it's 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 not optional, it's not temporal, it's not whatever, right? It's not yes today and no tomorrow, it's not some of your money but not all of it, it's not whatever, right? It's a moral absolute. You must give to charity. It's a moral absolute. It's it's not optional, it's not Tuesdays only or only in Wisconsin. It's a moral absolute. Or you could say, if giving to okay, charity so are, is UPB. So are we saying, are we assuming now, before we were just saying that um, 
giving to charity was moral. So how how does that change things to say it's a moral absolute? Is there a difference? Well, um, yeah, I mean, an absolute is, I mean, I don't really know how to break down the word anymore, but an absolute is like a universal, you've got a, a at all, it's absolute. It's not, okay. you know. So, so, they, so they are distinct, problem. though. To, to say that giving charity is moral is distinct from saying giving to charity is moral absolute. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, technically, I would probably say it's virtuous. You know, like it's it's not required, but it's nice. Morality is to me sort of the good and evil, the required stuff and virtue and vice or whatever, right? Like drinking too much may be a vice or smoking too much may be a vice, but it's not evil. Uh, and giving to charity is virtuous, but it's not, you know, don't get to throw people in jail for not, uh, for not giving to charity, if that makes sense. Okay. So where are we at here now? Okay, so, so the, the the opposite of so if 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 you create a moral rule which says it is you know it is a moral absolute everybody must at all times give to charity, mm-hmm. right? Like I think we can say that everyone at all times should not rape. That's a moral absolute, right? In that other words, there, there are no conditions under which rape would be a morally virtuous choice. Right, in the absence of have someone having a gun to your head or whatever it is, right? But the moral absolute is thou shalt not rape. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Um, and so, uh, uh, so the opposite of not raping is raping, right? That doesn't sound quite right either. Okay. Oh, sorry. The, the, uh, you can do many things that are not raping, but... But the opposite of not raping is raping, because we've got the word raping in there, right? So the opposite okay. of, rape, of not raping has to involve rape, right? Because it can't. It's like saying the opposite of up is blue. It's like, no, we're doing vertical. Like the opposite of up is down, right? Uh, n- not rape. Uh, are we saying what is the opposite of raping? The opposite of raping would include things that are not raping. No, no, sorry. Um, if we say that not raping... Uh, is a moral absolute. Thou shalt not rape is a moral absolute. Mm-hmm. In other words, not raping is is the moral is the is the UPB. Thou shalt not rape. So okay. the opposite of thou shalt not rape is to rape, right? Uh, again, that sounds reasonable. Now, so we're, we're now saying the that we're, we're, thou we're shalt saying rape. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So we're saying that, uh, it, assuming that there's two states that a person can be in, either raping or not raping. Yeah. Okay. Well, relative to that moral rule, right? Relative to that moral rule, uh, whatever would be the opposite of that moral rule has to involve that moral rule of some kind, right? Otherwise, it's just a random category. Okay. Then you say, the opposite of not raping is going bald. I mean, that's just creating some new category that's completely unrelated to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the opposite of north is south. It's not tomorrow, because tomorrow is time, and north and south is geography, right? Okay. So if you've got a category around rape, and you can say thou shalt not rape, and you can UPB validate it, and so on, then the opposite of thou shalt not rape must be thou shalt rape, right? Again, it sounds reasonable. And so. 
that's what I mean when I say if X is the good, then the opposite of X must be evil, right? So if not raping is good, then raping must be evil. And if raping is good, then not raping must be evil. Now, I agree with you that if I say raping is good, what is the opposite of, of raping? Is it smoking a cigarette? Well, when you're smoking a cigarette, you're certainly not raping anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But the opposite of a category has to include that category. It has to be part of the same category. Does, uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, so if you're going to pick an action, then you can either be doing that action and the opposite would be not doing it. Right, right. But it's not just doing some other random action, right? The opposite of, 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 the opposite of raping can't be going skydiving. Because then, that, because then it could just be anything, right? Then there's no real point having any category of action. Okay. Okay. And so now, where I do agree with you is that if you have a positive moral absolute, then the opposite is really hard to find. It's really hard to to nail down logically, right? Or it's, it's tougher for sure, right? So, if I say, thou shalt not rape, then clearly the opposite of that is raping, right? Again, And that's reasonable. a specific action, right? Yeah. Now, if I say the moral rule is thou shalt rape, what is the opposite of thou shalt rape? Well, not raping. But not raping can be anything. Hang gliding, smoking a cigarette, going to the moon, having a nap, anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a specific... If you have a positive moral absolute, then anything that you do that is not specifically that is immoral. Does that make sense? And that doesn't yes. make any sense. I mean, it makes sense, like, logically, it's a, it's a setup, but in, in sort of the real world, it, it really doesn't make, make any sense, right? Okay, yeah. And is that, again, I don't want to sort of tell you what you're thinking, but I think that's some of the issue that, that you have, right? Uh, I would want to take some time to go over what I've written and put that against your observations. Okay, but uh, and I I agree with you that if if I were to um, or if anyone were to say that uh, rape is 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 virtue, to rape is virtuous. You say, well, okay, well, if to rape is virtuous, what is immoral? What is evil? Well, it must be the opposite of to rape. Well, what is the opposite of raping? Because then you're taking a specific action and saying, well, what is the opposite of that specific action? Now, if you say, what is the opposite of a general ban? Well, it's violating that ban, right? So if you have thou shalt not steal, what's the opposite of thou shalt not steal? It's stealing something, right? Mm -hmm. And what's the opposite of... Thou shalt not murder. It's murdering someone. What's the opposite of thou shalt not assault? It's assaulting someone. Thou shalt not rape. It's raping someone. So the opposite actually is a specific action that can be measured, right? Sounds right. But if you have a positive rule that is thou shalt, not thou shalt not, right? Thou shalt assault is virtue. Well, what is the opposite of thou shalt assault? It's really weird, right? Because it's not assaulting, but not assaulting is everything but assaulting. Does, does that make sense? So what is the yeah. opposite? It's everything but that one thing. 
And so what on earth is the opposite? Does, does that make sense? Uh, again, yeah. If, if you could actually put all these observations together in a... I don't, I don't know if it's so simple that uh, I'm not giving its, it, its due attention and putting it all together, but... No, it's, it's um, tricky and weird because we, yeah. we're so used to moral commandments called thou shalt yeah. not, right? Yeah. Um, but thou shalt is, is weird because the opposite is everything else, right? And for, for, you know, normally we have, like we think of an opposite like a stick, right? There's something at one end, that's the positive. And then there's something at the other end and that's the negative, right? Okay. Right? So you think of like north. Well, the opposite of north is the plumb line down straight south, right? Yeah. So you, you've finished all the observations you need in order to establish what I call a Molyneux proposition then. Like we, we've reached well, the let me, line, sorry, right? let me just Let me just sort of fi- figure, let me just sort of mention it though, right? So if I have a moral rule which says you must go north. Okay. In a, in a way, if you do anything other than go north, you violated the moral rule, right? Yes. So you Whereas if I north, say, uh, yeah. yeah, if you go north, north, northwest or something like that, or you veer off three degrees or whatever, right? You don't actually mm-hmm. have to be going south, right? You just not, sorry. So it's every, every 359 degrees is all immoral. And going north is, is moral. Yeah. That's if you have a thou shalt. Thou shalt go north, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing as saying if you have thou shalt rape is the good, then the evil or the opposite of the good is a huge category of infinite actions. Except for that one, right, which is the thou shalt. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. Whereas if you have a thou shalt not, you do actually have an opposite. And all the other actions are not relevant to that particular equation. Right? So if you have thou shalt not rape, then clearly the violation of that is raping someone. Whereas going hang gliding doesn't have any moral category. Does that make sense? Uh, It does. But if you say thou shalt rape, then if you don't rape, you're doing the opposite, or you're certainly not achieving the moral good, and therefore going hang gliding has moral content. Because you're not achieving the moral absolute and ideal of raping someone, and therefore hang gliding, or going for a stroll or having a nap, has moral implication in a positive moral obligation, like thou shalt rape. Whereas going hang gliding doesn't have any moral content in a thou shalt not rape. Does this make? And I think this is where I think your sense of things are awry. I, I agree with. How can okay. hang gliding have a moral content? How can having a nap have a moral content? But if you have positive moral obligations, thou shalt rape. Then everything which is not achieving that has moral content. So or has a moral. Uh, evaluation. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to I'm just going to read the moral new proposition to myself here again. So if an action is moral, then not doing that action is immoral. Now, even reading this after going through this exercise with me, it does put it. Sorry, in, where are you reading uh, that? Well, it's it's what what I described as the moral new proposition on the board. No, no, because you quoted me from the book. Let's go with the book, right? Because uh, restating things uh, often you miss. Anyone would miss a key phrase, right? 
So if you um, go down a couple of posts, uh, you actually quote from the book. I, I I did, but I'm. We can work from that if you want, but even though the, the yeah, book is just a presentation of this idea, right? It's not the only way. No, 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 because you you leave out moral abs. You leave out the word absolute, which is the key. Right in your description of the Molyneux problem, you leave out the most important thing, which is the word absolute. So from your quoting from your book, you say, if I say, quote, if I say that giving to charity is immoral absolute, then clearly not giving to charity would be immoral. So, yeah, I was uh, not really clear about how sticking the word immoral in changes the situation. So then I, I didn't have any problem accepting that moral absolutes have an opposite of immorality, but I wasn't sure about how that changed the network of the argument. And so Go you ahead. can say, well, again, I don't have all the ideas in my head at once. Even trying to clear the ideas in my head on the board, it was hard to articulate what I was trying to say. Yeah, look, um, I, I definitely, in, I've made a note of this this thread in the rewrite, which of UPB 2 I definitely have to make moral absolute more clear. Yes, if, if I, I mean, can. I think I've, and this, is, this is not early in the book, so I think I've talked a lot about absolutes and UPBs and so on, but it obviously could, could be more clear. But a moral absolute is you have to, at all times, under every circumstances, do this. I mean, that's absolute, right? It's not preferable. It's okay. not nice to have. It's, right? it's universal in time and location and circumstance and so on, right? Okay, so I think you've given me about as much as you can in order to, to sleep on this one. Uh, do you want to move on to the second observation? Sure. Uh, which was uh, about how you deal with uh, the, the two men in the room scenario and then uh, getting them, trying to get them to both murder each other or rape each other or whatever yeah. other immoral thing yeah. that you could put as a um, moral absolute in. Um, right. If you do take, th- do you mind if I refer to it as the Molyneux Proposition? Uh, I'm do, just not sure which one that is. You mean the one we were just doing? Yes. So I okay. define or was referring to the moral uh, moral proposition as if an action is moral, then not doing it is immoral. So it's, well, um, no, see, but you're, you're rephrasing it in a way that I've rejected about five times already. Okay. <laughs> right? Well, then, so, right, so because, we're saying um, that if, if, uh, if, if an action is, is a moral absolute, Okay, so is that that's what then, I need to put in there? Then the opposite of that action must be immoral. Okay, so then we're saying, so w- would you agree with the the phrasing then, if an action is a moral absolute, then not doing it is immoral? Well, no, because not doing it is begging the question. Because if I have a ban, right, thou shalt not rape, what does it mean to not do thou shalt not rape? I mean, that's, it's kind of confusing. What it means is that if you have a moral absolute, then the opposite, uh, that is good, right? Then the opposite of that moral absolute must be evil. Yeah, you could probably say it six more times, and until I read it, it's not going to do a whole lot of good to me. Okay, well, no, just have, so if, if, if something is, is absolutely morally virtuous, then the opposite must be morally evil. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you can walk me through it another eight times, but just... No, like you said, the, we the key thing is absolute and opposite. Moral absolute 
is virtuous, the opposite of it must be evil. Okay. Okay, so just absolute and opposite, those are the only two phrases that I would uh, remind you are sort of in the text that you quoted. From. Okay, so, so can you get a dis, uh, succinct phrase similar to the one that I call the Molyneux proposition that you can endorse? Yeah, I mean, if X is the good, then the opposite of X must be evil. X is the good. Uh, so what's the difference between the good and a moral absolute? Well, in this, they're, they're synonymous. Okay, so then we could say if, by X you mean an action. So the first part of the Molyneux proposition seems to work then. So if an action is a moral absolute... Well, X does not necessarily refer to an action. It could also refer to a theory. Okay, good point. Right, in uh, fact, so, UPP, as you know, is centrally focused on, on theories. Okay. Right. So if I proclaim that X is the good, uh, then it can be, you know, don't hit your dog with a stick. Okay, but that's okay. an action. But I also could say that uh, a universal respect for property rights is the good, which is okay. a theory, so, Specific action. So for my sake, to try and get me a little more focused here, can we can we call it an action just for sure, yeah, the sake yeah. of this conversation? All right. So, so then, um, so in the first part of the revised Molyneux proposition should be, if an action is a moral absolute, then what? Then its opposite. Then the opposite of that action must be immoral. Okay. That sounds reasonable. And I'll do some uh, meditating on that one. Uh, so the, the second observation is uh, about the people, the two men in the room, Bob and Doug. And it, it seems like you're really going, this is not a logical critique. I guess it's a critique of the presentation in the book, uh, which, which is that if you take this, it's really easy to show that positive actions are immoral and it's just really clunky to try and show how these two guys can't sodomize each other. When you can just say sodomy is a positive action, therefore it cannot be a moral absolute. So I don't know if you have I'm any sorry, comment I'm on that. I'm not sure what the criticism is. Uh, if you use... Style? Like is, is it the style of presentation or... Uh, I, I guess it's saying that you're you're taking a long and confusing way around, at least in, in my reading of UPB, mm -hmm. that if you can use this proposition to show that positive actions are immoral, or sorry, if positive actions cannot be moral absolutes, mm -hmm. then all you have to do is say raping is a positive action, therefore it cannot be a moral absolute. And not have to go through the two guys in a room. Right. Okay. So you're saying it could be a shorter argument, even though the, the other arguments I give against the mutual rape in the room are valid, it, they're unnecessary if I've already established that positive obligations can't be moral. Well, not only that, but you, you use that argument that in the two guys in a room, if, if you don't have... The, or if you don't have the Molyneux proposition in place or something similar that you would endorse in place, then the two guys in a room argument doesn't even work.
And so the two guys in the the two no the two guys in a room argument works without the Molyneux proposition, right? So um, two I mean so if we throw the Molyneux proposition aside, and we just look at the logic of the two guys in the room, yeah, then it it works without any of that because I mean the, the I'm sure you get it right the basic argument being that two guys in a room can't murder each other because murder is something that is unwanted so you can't have an obligation called both men must murder because then one man must want to murder while the other man must not want to be murdered in order to make it murder and therefore for one man murder is a positive value but it is only achievable if for the other man it is a negative value and therefore it can't be universalized as a positive value because it requires one person want to murder the other person not want to be murdered at the same time as the other person wants to murder the first guy who doesn't want to be murdered so even within the same person two guys in the room murder has to be both a positive value and a negative value at the same time. That doesn't touch upon the Molyneux proposition, but it's another way of, of uh, getting to the same place. Okay, that's something else I can roll around my head then. But uh, it seems like at least you've addressed both my observations. and Well, and to be fair, UPB has received some fairly extensive and I think fair criticism for being a tad on the confusing side. <laughs> and this is why I strongly suggest, you know, the conversations are the best way to at least, I'm not saying that this is all resolved, right? I mean, I may be full of crap and you may <laughs> sort of wake up at two in the morning and say, hey, wait a minute, that guy is full of crap. In which case, please tell me and I will attempt to decrap myself. But um, uh, it, it is, you know, it's, you can go for hours and hours and hours on a message board, but I think it's a lot easier to do it conversation which is why i appreciate you taking the time and, and i really appreciate you um uh, taking the time to to read carefully and, and suggest improvements which i think are are really helpful and really advantageous to the work and i, I hugely appreciate that so then just as it's written i am having trouble internalizing it so so for example you've uh, I, on the board there i mentioned uh, some conversation i think was with uh, a belgian couple and uh I don't, you said that even if the argument in the book UPB has might not be perfectly laid out, like you're, you know that it's a correct theory, and that's just because of the same things that we talked about here today. Well, I know it's. A, I mean, I'm of the opinion that it's a correct theory because I've probably had thirty conversations and about it with some very intelligent people. I've done presentations. I've done speeches on it. I've received questions from the audience. And the theory has, has held so far. Again, you know, mm-hmm. it's contingent. But, uh, and I think that the essence of it, like the thing I just described about murder, is so clear and obvious that can't be overturned. Okay. I mean, that's just, that's almost like, it's almost a tautology, but not quite. Um, <laughs> so so then, so that, sorry, that is to say that it, it might be a correct theory, but, well... I'm trying to internalize it, and I'm having trouble with that. So have have you had many people that have told you they've been able to internalize it? I think people say that they get it, and then if they hit a skeptic, they have trouble with it. And, you know, to be fair, you would hope that the solution of secular ethics would be really horrible and, and tough to conceptualize, right? I sort of... Like, when I explain it, it usually seems pretty simple to people, but then they go off and then they think about it and then other people question them and it gets confusing again. And the reason I think that that is, is not because UPB is so terrifically difficult, uh, but simply because we have so much bad moral reasoning or bad 
anti-moral reasoning floating around in our head from the state and from religion and from relativism and postmodernism and all that kind of junk. That what happens is like trying to do a math problem with somebody, or two or three people yelling random numbers into your ears. It's just like, man, I thought I had it. I can't, can't, <laughs> like it's really tough to do because of that. And so, um, I, I don't know. And, I and like that's, to think that's of, something I need to address more clearly uh, in the book. I need to make the book a lot shorter. I need to put it out in syllogisms, uh, and I need to. Um, uh, I was reading it again recently, and I need to take out the bit about the sort of middle truths, which I think is very interesting and insightful. Yeah, I, I, I printed your book off help. there, and I was just. I I did print your book off, and I was I was just taking a sharpie the entire thing. Like, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that. Yeah, I yeah, was trying to exactly. cut it down to its essence. Yeah, it needs to be and, a uh, But yes, that's exactly the word that was in my head. And well, not just just that. So it's it's one thing. So I think more important than having it held up as not being refuted is to get people to internalize it. And I I do think that I've checked out of most of the mysticism that you've mentioned. And I, I still have a hard time internalizing UPB. Right. No, I, I get it. And that is not and, – and I will take some responsibility for that, of course, as, as the writer and, and the thinker, uh, but not all, right? Because, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like we don't have moral theories when we come into it. Uh, yep. And unlearning you – know, if, if you've learned a, learned a really bad tennis swing, it's really hard to change. If you haven't learned a tennis swing at all, you can learn the correct one the first time. But, you know, most of us have spent 20 years immersed in bad moral theories, myself included. And so I will take certainly some responsibility. And that's why it's sort of the next project after the documentary is to uh, really grind through and, and uh, get a shorter version that's easier to internalize and sort of a, an FAQ and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, I mean, there will still be challenges, uh, I guarantee. Uh, do you have an estimated release time for the movie? No, does that, that, that but, depends uh, on the uh, uh, the donations. Yeah, it does depend on the donations to some degree. It's grinding along, but uh, I don't have anything uh, firm yet. Okay then. And I, I if you're not going to post this, is I assume you're recording this. Uh, yeah, why? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, if you're not going to post it, then I'd like to have a link to it or something so I can listen to what you've said. Oh, my, if, you, if you don't mind, I would, I mean, you didn't say where you will live or anything, so if you don't mind, I would love to post <laughs> it. I mean, anything which clarifies any aspects of UPB, I'm, I'm real happy to share. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. And Thanks very uh, much. I appreciate, appreciate it. And look, I, I, I feel incredibly uh, honored that, that you're taking the time to, to post and to criticize. Uh, that's, that's exactly right. Obviously, you know that. And I, I really, really just want to tell you that I really thank you for it, and I really appreciate it. Uh, the, the feedback and, and the questions because it also helps me to clarify better ways to communicate about it. And I appreciate you shaking up this crazy world. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Bye.